Welcome to From the Field of the Fans. I'm your host, Kisem Ramirez, uh, sports editor. Joining me, assistant sports editor, Paul Livingood. Texas State, same as it ever was, I guess. 49-27 loss to Louisiana Lafayette. It's third straight loss of the season, putting them at 1-4. and four. Um, The score, 22 points, kind of makes it seem like Lafayette dominated the entire game, but it really wasn't. The first half, especially Texas State had the lead for the majority of it until the very end, and I guess that's what you you felt like there was some hope. And then, as you said in the recap, as we all saw, there wasn't a lot of hope. But let's talk about the first half before we go into exactly how this game became what it was. Yeah, when I was watching uh, the first half, it really seemed like Texas State had a hold of things. The momentum was going their way. Um, They had two uh, stops on fourth down in the first half. Um, The defense was very stout. Um, much different from the previous games of what we're accustomed to seeing. And so, I mean, I, my first impression was this is the first game under um, Brad Francione as a defensive coordinator, and already you see a complete 180 from what they used to be with John Thompson. And then that, that, short, that very soon changed, uh, and they went back to their old ways. After the first uh, fourth down stop, Texas State drove 68 yards, seven plays, and a touchdown. Tyler Jones capped the drive with a 37-yard kind of a jump pass. He kind of drove – he kind of – he got the defender in, jump pass. Rob Lowe was wide open. Just no one was guarding him down yeah. the middle, and he scored for 37 yards. It was their first lead over Lafayette all time in the in, the, in all three meetings. They had not led in the at all at any point in the other two meetings. And the drive lasted 142 seconds, and you look at it, that's the much-needed jolt of confidence, I guess, for them to have. And mm-hmm. they did some interesting things in the first quarter, second quarter, too. They came out with, a, especially on that drive, a two-back set with Nuttall and Rob Lowe. I liked that set. They, yeah. it, it really worked for them uh, offensively. They were moving the ball with ease. Um, I feel like Lafayette's defense didn't know – like who to guard? Like is, and he'd is, fake it to low. He'd fake it the nuttle. He would fake it and he would himself, do it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazing. And so I mean, then you could throw in the wrinkles of he can do his little backyard play that Tyler Jones loves to do, where he acts like he's going to run. But I feel like those are design plays though, because they did it three times. I noticed yeah. it. Where the play that they scored on Robert Lowe with they they did it, uh, they did it another time. I think on the next drive, and it worked pretty decently. And then they tried it a third time, and they had already sniffed it out, and it was it didn't uh, get anything. He got sacked on that play. But, I mean, it, he, he does a really good job at selling that. Like, like he's, oh, I'm going to go run. And then the linebackers collapse in, and Rob Lowe's right behind him, and he puts it over the top. So, I mean, that was uh, good to see from them. But, I mean, the, the consistency of the offense didn't string out through, throughout the entire game, which is kind of concerning to me. Well, and you saw in the first half, you saw kind of maybe why – Coach Dennis Francione closed practices to the public to conceal what he was doing with the two-back set. And it lasted. It was a good first half where they, they drove the field up. Granted, I feel like 14 points, they could have scored a little bit more based on yeah. the, that was a little disappointing. But it was 14-7 to seven for the most of it until Jamal Robinson hauled in the spectacular. That was a great yeah, catch. Sports Center, maybe. Oh, I don't that's, know. that would definitely be Sports Center top 10 nominee. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, okay. David, like you could, David Mims could not have played better defense on that play, and he just the kid, just, the guy just made a good play. He just made a spectacular catch. I mean, I heard the commentators talking that uh, that he was getting NFL looks. He's a, he's a big body. He's six four. You know, they I think this is like 190, 200 pounds. I mean, he's a big body, 
and he just he used that big frame and he went up and just made a Bobbled play a little bit. That that was an NFL catch. Definitely. Um, and that that drive, I feel like, gave Lafayette the um or the cushion they needed to to get back into the game. They went ninety nine plays, sixty yards in a minute to tie the game on that drive. Texas State doesn't allow that. They have a lead at halftime, which is a lot different than fourteen to fourteen. And then I'm not gonna say maybe play shoulda, coulda, woulda ever game, but I don't know. Maybe I think that maybe tra- the third that quarter. The of the game. Maybe a third quarter turns a lot differently. But before we go into that, the defense. Yeah, it was it, scoring defense was fantastic the the first half. And what they're usually doing, yes. They they allow they average like forty nine points a game under John Thompson. So you look at it twenty five twenty four in the first half. It was seven for most of it. Yeah. And granted, Lafayette was driving the field. They were having success. Elijah McGuire was consistently good all all game. Even Jalen mm-hmm. Nixon looked all right in some. Yeah, spot. he did really well. Um. They were making the big crucial stops that they needed to, which didn't happen. It was just Thompson. the timely stops. It was like whenever it was fourth and short or third and seven or third and long when they or needed. Or fourth and one, yeah. You know, whenever they needed to get a stop on like a third and long situation or even a fourth down situation, they made those stops, which in the past they had not done yet. So that was a positive thing to see, especially when you look at Louisiana Lafayette, who – uh, Franchi- uh, uh, Dennis Franchione uh, called the class of the conference. If you're doing that against the class of the conference, you can def- certainly do that against all the other teams. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a good thing for me to see. But like I, I think I said in my, uh, in my uh, recap, in, in terms of how many points they allow in the first half, I went and like, calculated it all up, and they averaged 25.25 points per first half allowed to the other team. And, I mean, th- it was seven for – what like almost all what, of like it except one for the last one minute. and th- one and three quarter one yeah. and four fifths of of the first half, and then but I mean still they only give up fourteen in the first half, which is spectacular by their standards. Two of nine on third and fourth down in the first half, they had dialed up the pressure, the intensity. They were getting to the quarterback more often. They were they were getting in the backfield. It, it looked it looked promising. And then let's just talk about it. The third quarter, as Fran said it, it everything ugly. caved in, got ugly. Texas State outscored. Uh, Texas State was outscored 28-7 to in the third quarter. And it's a problem that extends to the other third quarter against Southern Miss and uh, yep. Houston. In all, they've been outscored 59-10 to in the last three third quarters. They, they just can't. I don't know what's happening after halftime to where they just cannot sustain either the mem- momentum or make anything worth it. Uh, anything worth a, I was going to cuss there, make anything worth anything for uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the biggest thing is that, like, I mean, if you if you count Robinson's one-handed catch, um, you go and you look, they, uh, Louisiana Lafayette scored 28 unanswered points in that stretch from his one-handed catch at the very end of the second half all the way uh, until Texas State scored again on that kickoff return, um, which kind of says a lot about the offense in the second half because, I mean, that the, the, the next time I saw the end zone again, it wasn't even the offense's responsibility. It was Brandon Smith being Brandon Smith and taking it back uh, for how I think it's like how many yards is it? 95. 95. His third career kickoff return against Lafayette. He had two in in two years ago in 2013. He had two in that game? Yeah, because they had 24 points and he had two of them. 92 and 100 yards. So he's had a 92 yarder, a 95 yarder, a 100 yarder in three games against Lafayette, like he 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 comes to play he, at Cajun Field. He likes it, yeah. And they're like, all on the road too, exactly. He likes to play there, apparently. Um, but I mean, that just goes to show what the offense is doing. Like Tyler Jones's first uh, game as a starter, he laid an egg, as Fran said. 
Yeah, they definitely laid it. The offense the definitely laid it. Yes, the whole second half for for that. I mean, the only time they scored was on that the one touchdown drive, ten plays, ninety yards, and they ended it with that uh, touchdown run to the, this new running back. How do you pronounce his last Tyler name? Tyler Sedinsky. Sedinsky. And we might just let's just before we go, we might see him more just because Chris Nuttall, the second or one A one B. He was left the game in the third or fourth quarter around yeah. there, and he's out for the year apparently with a broken, broken ankle, ankle, as Fran put it post game. That's a big loss because he's he's the guy that was drafted first in the uh, spring games. He's the guy who's the bowling ball to Rob Lowe's kind of speed, yeah. and that's going to be a big loss because Rob uh, Chris Nuttall had some success against Lafayette for a bit. He broke some tackles. He got a crucial third I down think he, play. He had the highest uh, yards per carry per I carry think. on the team. Uh, tonight so you might see more Sudinski. i don't know but i think i, I like how he played though because he had the one catch where uh he he took it he he took it like 20 something yards down to the one yard line and he dove for the end zone he unfortunately he stepped out of bounds but i mean that was a third down play so i mean if he doesn't make that play the drive is essentially over so i, I liked what i saw from him and then uh, they gave him to the gave him the ball two straight times uh on the on the goal line just kind of get him paid. He made a good play. He might as well get a touchdown out of it. So I mean, I yes, Nuttall is a huge loss, and it's, it's I'm not not saying that Sedinsky could ever fill his shoes. I'm not saying he couldn't, but I mean, it's, he's just unproven. And he just in my eyes, the little I saw from him, he played fairly well. In in all, we haven't let's address the inadvertent whistle again. Part two, um, Tyler two Jones had a play. Fran was a little unhappy about oh, that. He seemed very twice. displeased when I listened to the audio. Yeah, he he said this happened again, and this time they made it the right a, call, yeah. which should have happened against Southern Miss. Which if you if it did happen, maybe they're two and three and not one and I four. I think he was just butthurt that he or I wouldn't say butthurt. He was just upset <laughs> that he was not yeah. he was not his he, butt does not hurt for the record. Yeah. We cannot we cannot yeah. report that. I can't, without, I can't say that. We don't have our but sources for that. He I I I could definitely tell that he was just upset by the fact that both times he was not on the beneficiary side. And of it should the have call. been one. He should have had it should have been one of two in Texas State's favor. Yes, I, yeah, I agree. They got the keep, call right. Got to keep it consistent. They got the call right. I mean, it, it, at the time, I didn't. It didn't look like a backwards thing, and then I realized it was. Yeah, they showed the replay, and I was like, because Tyler Jones freaked out and scrambled in the pocket, and then did his thing. Did his thing. Tried to make it a play. And I don't think Robert Lowe was anywhere expecting the ball to be he's thrown just, to him. He's just like, oh, hey, uh, I got the ball. And then all of a sudden there's a guy in his face, like, trying to tackle him. And, I mean, what are you going to do at that point? So then ball falls on the ground. They immediately pick it up. And if the whistle wasn't blown, that would have been a touchdown going away for yes, Lafayette. That was a been. little bit lucky. So I mean, I mean, Lafayette did respond with a touchdown quickly. And it was 21-14 before that play, and then it was 28-14. and then 14-point swing. And 14 then 35-14, and then it's just like out of it reach. It was downhill from there. I mean, and then Brandon Smith, we talked about that. The response right after, though, when I was like, it's a 14-point game. Yep, they can come back, and then the ensuing kickoff, they bring it. Like Brandon, Smith, Brandon Smith takes his, takes his to the house, and the very next kickoff, uh, Brazil takes his back. And reopens the game by 21 points, and I was like, "Dang, that that right there, that was the dagger. That was the one that they needed." It, the offense, we, it, 
the second half, you look at the numbers in the total game. Tyler Jones disappointed me because he started off well. He had that 31-yard rush, uh, rushing touchdown on the right edge. He kind of read – he just read the blockers perfectly, followed them, was very he patient. He was very patient, yeah. Yeah, and he just he – just, it was just very calculated Tyler Jones kind of run. Yeah. And he was doing some nice plays, and he hadn't made a lot of mistakes. Second half happened. I mean, his total numbers look bad, and it, yeah. his first two games against Lafayette have been bad. 13 of 33. He's under 50%. Yeah, 13 of – that's almost – like 40%. I yeah. think it around 40%. Yeah. 178 yards, a touchdown. He had some success in the running game per usual. But he led he the team, but I mean, you don't want, want you, you don't he want your quarterback to lead your team in rushing yards. Which has happened too much this year, actually. Yeah, he's done it quite a bit. Uh, I mean, as a team, they ran the ball pretty well. I mean, the the three headed monster they combined. Well, I mean, there's some other people that contributed, but the the majority of the 173 rushing yards for Texas State was uh, Jones, Lowe, and Nuttall. But I mean, you like when you're when you want. I don't, I personally wouldn't want my quarterback leading the team in rushing yards unless he's just that prolific. Like like yeah, Greg Ward, like Greg Ward Jr. That's fine. He he had like a hundred something rushing yards yeah. against us. And, but I mean the other running backs did well too. And but I mean that's just because he's that prolific prolific of, as a running quarterback. Tech, uh, Tyler Jones is not that fast or that he's not that much of a dual threat. He's just very sneaky with his how he gains his yards so i mean his careless inconsistent play from tyler jones which is uncharacteristic of what he's shown he's been the guy in the face of this one and four start in the face of defensive coordinator everything happening he's been the only constant and consistent on the team and this week this week he wasn't and if that's not going to happen then this team is even more toast than i thought yeah i don't know like it I, i don't like their they're where they're going. Another bye week, maybe that sorts it out. I don't know. <laughs> J- Jalen Nixon from Lafayette struggled the last week, struggled the week before, played really well against the Bobcat defense. That seems to be a remedy for your mistakes. Yeah. 22 of 29, 238, three touchdowns. Quarterbacks really are just well. crushing. I mean, players in general, but quarterbacks especially. Elijah McGuire, you know how Jamal Robinson went off? He wasn't even the leading receiver for Lafayette. No, he wasn't. It was Al Riles. But see, nine uh, receptions, ninety-eight I, yards, I, I and disagree. a touchdown. It, I, it, it I was... disagree with this because, like, a good, like two or three of his of of his receptions were those like catch, and then he just tosses it forward to him like a jet sweep kind of play. That was his touchdown, and that was his touchdown. So I mean, I don't really view that as a passing play. Like, I feel like that's more of a jet sweep. But I guess statistically, if you want to be technical about it, <laughs> he did lead them in receiving. Um, I mean, even you think I think you even if you take that off, I think he still leads them in receiving. He, it's it's definitely possible, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Just their Texas State's defenses. What do you think? First game under Brad uh, Brad Fran. It was definitely uh, better than what they. I think this was their best defensive performance yet. But <laughs> aside from Prairie View, obviously, that even that, count. But we, that, we're not counting that. Against the FBS school, I think this was the best defensive Bar performance none, for sure that they've ever had, like, at least this year. So 526 yards. That's a success for this team. <laughs> what do you deem a success, <laughs> Keesum, for this Bobcat defense? Uh, anything under a thousand yards. <laughs> um, it. I, I saw some hope. I mean, they, they look like they're flying around. They seem to make less mistakes, like the crucial mistakes that they did. It was just Lafayette's just a yeah, really the, good team. They, le- they made less, like, coverage errors. Yeah, I didn't see the just they did. mind-blowing, like, wow. Like, the tackling, the missed tackling wasn't as egregious tonight yeah. Saturday night it was in the second was. half but at least in the I mean, well not it wasn't as bad as it usually no, is no. not even close but I mean I did notice as the game wore on they were getting a little 
a yeah. little wear down. And Fred said, we're still not the best defense in the world, but we saw some progress. Yes, I, yeah. He, he, as long as you improve, that's all you can That's all you can uh, engage yourself on. And the win, 49-27 over uh, Lafayette over Texas State, continues Lafayette's dominance. Just three three consecutive wins over Texas oh. State, 131 points in those matchups for Lafayette, 61 for Texas State. They're almost double, mm. over double. Yeah. Over double the amount of Journalism points. Journalism math, man. Yeah, every time Texas State scores a touchdown, they score two. Two point five ish, yeah, around there. It's pretty or two point three. It's Lafayette's just a really good team, and they seem to just expose Texas State in so many ways. And every and and this one was, I mean, the best offensive performance for Texas State, kind, which is saying a lot. But Lafayette's just the head and shoulders are better. You look at it, one and four, everything going into another bye week. Then you have South Alabama, your first first home game in five weeks. What what do you think about and over this? Over a month. Yeah, what just, do you think about what this team oh is doing? Um, they definitely have some work to do in the bye week, but I think like that with the new um, defensive coordinator, like and all that stuff, and the way they're changing things, having the two bye weeks early on in the season is definitely going to help them. So I mean, they can establish their new look defense and fine tune some things. And so I mean, if they can get on a roll, say they get a win against South Alabama somehow and then maybe possibly pull off an ups, a huge upset against Georgia Southern. They could get rolling and start racking up wins. But then on the flip side, they're on a losing streak right now. If they lose to South Alabama, it could get ugly really fast. And that's a swing game. South Alabama in the last two that's games. A, like, I think South Alabama is a must win. I feel like both both these games against South Alabama and Georgia Southern are must wins. But, I, I mean, I guess if I were to gauge it, South Alabama's 150,000% must win. And Georgia Georgia Southern's, I would say they're like a – It just 80, depends what happens with South 80% Alabama. 80% must win, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm just realistic. I, I don't think that Texas State has the has the, the, has the, the stuff to, to beat Georgia Southern personally. But On a short week, though. I don't know how that changes yeah, things. Yeah, that that's very true. Short week. Yeah, that changes a little bit of preparation. I think that kind of had a play into, because it was a short week last year, too, whenever they played, so, I mean, and it was a close I game. I think that helps Texas State out a little bit. Oh, definitely. When you're the inferior team and you have less time to prepare, I think that's I, that a definitely, good I think that I agree with that. It definitely helps the inferior team, which in this case is Texas State. But um, they, this team in the next few weeks could, if they if things don't go their way, they could find themselves 1-5, 1-6, on the down rise of not even maybe making uh, bowl eligibility, and that's that's not a good sign for the program that's making strides every year, pushing yeah. the, pushing the door, getting yeah. there. I like Brad Fran. I think he. I just. I, I do I think do the fact that he three weeks he's going to be defensive coordinator for three weeks and they're going to play one game in that span. That's a that's a good cushion to kind of show what you're made of. They believe in him. I I want to believe in him. I want to see the results. And you saw a half of that. And that's one more half than the entire season combined of good defense. True. So that's a silver lining in itself. You bottle up that first half and just apply it to the rest of the season yeah. and see where it goes. And that was exactly what you needed in that first half. They weren't great like from a yardage standpoint, but they made the they little opportunities. And that's all you need to do when you're Texas State. That's all you need just, to do. Just get Tyler Jones the ball more and just get that yeah, offense the ball more. Get that extra two or three drives uh, per half. And, I mean, that per, that offense is going to at least – score you 27 to yeah. 42 anywhere in that ballpark 
uh, of points. We're not asking for Michigan defense. No, we're not asking Michigan's for Michigan been de- shutting out people. Yeah, three shutouts wanna, in a row. We're not. We're not asking for Michigan defense. We're just asking no. for some defense. Um, but as, as we wrap hold up the them show, to like twenty-one a game, maybe. And yeah. I, I feel like if, or if thirty, Texas, I would say thirty is a good mark. Yeah, I mean that that's more realistic. I think, but I think, uh, well, I, in terms of how well they could, how well they could perform, I think a realistic mark of Texas State winning on a consistent basis, they'd have to hold them to like twenty-four or less. Ish. I can see that. Um, as we wrap up the show, any final thoughts on this team? Another. Painful double-digit loss, just um, wrong direction. It made, it, maybe it made my job easy tonight. Uh, it got, did. To, got to send my stuff in pretty early. Um, so I guess in that stance, thank you, Texas State. But um, <laughs> try I to would, do it the other way around. But though, I would, when yeah, I would, I would, I would like to see Texas State win games. So I mean, bold. I, I got, That's bold. I go, I go to <laughs> I go to school at. I got. I, I pay att- tuition here. I, I, I attend this college. I would like to see the, the team win. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous and anxious for how this whole these next few games work out. So I don't know. They started from the bottom, and, and now they're, they're still, still there. At the bottom, man. It's still it's, there. It's, uh, More Drake references. That's all, that's all you're going to say. That's a second straight Drake reference think, and a I second think, straight just bad loss. Well, third straight bad loss I think for we're just going to keep on with the Drake references. Drake's perfect for this team because he's very somber and mellow, and he's sad. And that's when you watch this team, you're sad because you feel like they Aww. should be better than they are. And the fact that they, I agree with that, they, like that, it's it's I I we all are better in than it. I want to be positive. I know I'm an usually negative Nancy, but this team yeah. could be better than what we've seen. I, I still think, think they could get there. I think that their talent level is not being portrayed in the in their win loss or even how they they played some good opponents too. So I, I the the shame is that the good opponents are early in the year, and yeah. that if you start <laughs> in an early hole, then you can make that excuse all you want, but your record is still like I think it was Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are. Yeah. And if you're one in six, you're a one in six team and you're not very good at football, regardless of the excuses you have. That's yeah. my final thought for this team. Just get the wins, no excuses, move on. So yeah. for Paul Living Good, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out. <laughs>